Hello and welcome to a special episode of Every Moment His, where we are featuring a sermon from a guest preacher here at Holy Cross, uh, Reverend Gary Teese, who is the head of Mission Central, a world mission organization that supports missionaries on every continent uh, as they seek to bring the gospel to all nations. Uh, he's going to share some really interesting and inspiring stories in his message, and we pray that it encourages you to see yourself as a global Christian on a mission for the whole world. For my report this morning, I want to share with you what a joy it is to be with you. When I looked at my calendar and I realized I was coming here, I realized it was like coming home. You're part of my family, my real family. And we all have the same home, don't we, Larry? We all have the same home here in this building. I want you all to know what a joy it is to see you again one more time. But I want to share with you each day, I'm one day closer going to our real home. I want to ask you, son, where's our real home? In heaven. This world isn't our home. I want you to remember this, son. I'm going to be there before you. I'm going to be waiting. And I want you, young people, to keep Jesus in your heart as long as you live. Because I want to see you again. I want to share with you, we're living in a very different kind of world. This last year, I've been verbally attacked six times for telling the truth. People today don't want to hear the truth. And the truth is very simple. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I want to share with you folks, I've had the privilege now of speaking in more than 1,700 churches in the United States and Canada. Every Sunday, I'm in a different church. And you know what I find? There's a lot of people asleep on Sunday morning. I want to ask you this morning, are you asleep? If you're normal right now, you're wondering, I wonder how long that Gary's going to talk. <laughs> Hope it isn't too long because we got to get out of here. I had a lady say to me in one congregation, she said, we just love our new pastor. He only speaks about eight minutes, and then we get out of here. I want you to know that, you know, where the church is really growing. I'm going to show you some pictures of where the church is really growing, where they have a snake like this. That's right. It's in East Africa. That's an African python, a real deal. In the Lutheran Church of Ethiopia, you're going to see the pictures of the people. You know what they're doing there? They're averaging baptizing 1,000 people a day. They have over 10 million members in the Lutheran Church of Ethiopia. That's ten, five times the membership of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in one country in East Africa. We live in an unusual time right now, and I want you all to know that I've been in 75 countries, and I've been in countries where they have this. Do you all know what this is? That's a prayer rug. This is the fastest-growing religion in the United States of America right now. I want to share with you, it's really an interesting time. 
And what a joy it is to be with friends who know Jesus. So I want to say to you this morning, it's time to wake up. And it's time to be not normal. At this point in my life, God willing, I'm going to be 80 years old next year. I had one young person say to me, gee, Missionary Gary, you're older than dirt. I want you to know that time goes quickly. And I might not get to see you again here on earth, but I will see you again. So don't say goodbye to me. Say, I'll see you later. And I want you to know, Christians are people who are in the world, but not of the world. The first time I met Pastor right here, I knew right away, you are not normal. And when Gary calls you not normal, that's the greatest compliment you can get. I want to share with you folks, it's all about telling people about Jesus, and that's what missionaries do. You're missionaries, every single one of you. And it's real easy to kind of make an excuse and say, you know, Pastor, you've been to the seminary and you know the Greek and Hebrew and you know the Augsburg Confession and the small called articles in the Book of Concord. Those are wonderful documents. But I want to share with all of you, it's still a little childlike faith that saves. And who did God himself choose to be the first ones to tell people about Jesus? I got a picture of him here. Everybody look at the picture. That's the first missionaries with the lowliest shepherds. God reached down and he said, these are the ones that are going to tell about the birth of my son. And they went everywhere and they said, we saw Jesus, the son of God, the Messiah is here. I want to share with you, see the guy on the left-hand side? That's the greatest missionary I ever met in my life. He went to the fourth grade. Got any idea who that is, Todd? That's my dad. My dad, he wore bib-striped overalls all the time. Some of you maybe don't know what those are. I wore them all the time at home. When I work, I always put my bib overalls on. You know why? Because I want to be like Dad. Dad had something they don't teach in college. It's called common sense. And the more I travel, the more I see that common sense is not common today. And it's really a time to wake up. Those people that wore bib overalls like that are the reason we have a country today. My dad never read the Bible all the way through, but he knew Jesus loved him and died for him. That's what saves. It's all about Jesus, and the older I get, the simpler it gets. Folks, it's not complicated. Now, you should all know this. I don't have one day of college. If you looked at my curriculum vitae, you would say, why would we have this guy come? He isn't qualified. And yet, I've found out that it's pretty simple. It's all about our Jesus. I want to share with you, we live in a world today that is sometimes filled with fear. And we forget those five little words, those five little words that Jesus gave us just before he ascended into heaven in Matthew 28, 20. He said these words. Let's say it together this morning. I am with you always. The Lord hasn't left us. He's with us. And you know, uh, sometimes we forget. You think Jesus is standing right here in, the, in this building? 
You bet he is. He's a God of promise. He said, where two or three people are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Lord Jesus is standing right here. He proved that on Easter Sunday evening when, boom, all of a sudden he appeared to all of his followers, and they were so worried, where's the body of Jesus? And Easter Sunday evening, boom, he appears in the flesh. He rose from the dead. And I want to share with you the first words out of his mouth. He said, as the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. Who do those words apply to? As the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. Do you know who those words apply to? I want you to take it real personally this morning. I'm not picking on you, but I just want you to help me. I want you to take this very personally. Who do those words apply to? Take it personally. Me. You get A plus today. That's 100% right. He took it personally. Those words apply to each one of us. It applies to me. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. In the Bible class this morning, we're going to talk about some amazing things. Do you know that 85% of all new Christians become Christian? And pastor, don't be angry at me for saying that. But it's not because of pastors. It's because somebody at work, somebody in the family, somebody who loved them. We're all missionaries. The older I get, the simpler it gets. Matthew 18.3 just exploded in my face here a couple of weeks ago. In Matthew 18.3, Jesus took a little child like this, and he put that little child on his lap, and then he looked out at the Pharisees and the leaders of the church. He said, unless you change and become like this little child, you'll not enter into my kingdom. I met a family down in Fremont, Nebraska, and as soon as I talked to the dad, I knew right away that family was not normal. A man said, I want to bring my kids to Mission Central, Gary. Can we come? I said, absolutely. I'd love to have you come. Four little children, aged 12 to 4, and they came to Mission Central. I gave them a tour of the Creation Theater and the Barn Museum, and, and after we had our tour of the buildings, I, I said, now we're going down a little chapel and pray. And that's where it all happened. And if you don't remember anything about my report, remember this story as long as you live. Because it's a little girl just like you, honey, just like you. She sat in the chapel right there in the front pew. And I looked at that little girl and I said, honey, now before you go, I want to ask you a couple questions. Who's this statue of here on our altar? And that little girl looked up at me and she said, that's my Jesus. How many of you would have said that? That's my Jesus. I said, it is your Jesus. And I said, what are these marks in his hands and on his feet? What are those marks? That little girl looked up and four years old, she said, that's where the nails were. I said, you're right. And then I said to that little girl, I said, honey, now this is the last question, but it's the most important one. Who did he do that for? And she looked up at me with an angelic face. I said, honey, who did he do that for? And that little girl made me break down and cry. She looked up at me and she said, he did that for me. He knows my name. How many of you in the church this morning would have said that? He did that for me. He knows my name. That's how simple it is. He did that for me. He knows my name. 
I want to share with you, what are we really doing here? You know, the answer is so simple. I love children. I love to have children messages. Because you can talk to children. I said to a little group, there were 70, 80 little kids at this church in Lincoln, and I said, what are you really doing here? What's the mission of the church? Kids looked up. I said, what's the mission of the church? A little seven-year-old girl looked up at me, and she said, don't you know? Oh, yeah. I said, I think I do, but you tell me. And that little girl, here's what she said. She said, it's telling people about Jesus. When's the last time you invited somebody to church? When's the last time you told somebody about Jesus? Do you have some friends that maybe don't go to church? Don't be afraid. You can tell them about Jesus. You know, you want to ever see a real miracle, I want you to come to visit Mission Central. I made it in four hours. That's not bad driving time. This is a miracle place. And out of an old set of farm buildings in the middle of nowhere with over a hundred volunteers of not normal people, like that's some of them right there in front of the barn. I want to share with you this a miracle place. Now, I don't want you to leave here and say, oh, we had to listen to that missionary Gary brag and brag. But I'm going to tell you, this is miracle stuff. And I want you to know we have thousands of people come. Before this pandemic started, we had in one year over 5,000 visitors and over 57 busloads. We're supporting the majority of all the missionaries in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, out of this old set of farm buildings. We're about 80 miles northeast of Omaha. Now, I want you to know that's the set of farm buildings, and it's right across the road from where Maxine and I live. And that old set of farm buildings, that old house there, that's our office. There's a little chapel. Before this pandemic crazy stuff started, why we were averaging five people a day to stop and pray at that little chapel. There you can see the other buildings. It's a place called Mission Central. And it has nothing to do with me. It's God's hand of blessing. Thousands of people come there. This past week, I had people there, tour, tour groups there every single day. I had a busload from Grand Island, Nebraska that came this past week. They were a little shocked. One day we had four busloads. That day we had busloads from Wisconsin, Michigan, South Dakota, and Minnesota. But I want you to know the only kind of people that come to Mission Central are people who are not... Okay, some of you were asleep. Let's try it again now. The only kind of people that come to Mission Central are people who are not normal. Those buses were all filled with people that said, we got to see this place. I'm going to ask you, Pastor, if you can, plan a trip. I'd like to have you see it. When people leave Mission Central, they're different than when they came. Just a little over two years ago, God gave us a wonderful miracle. It's our new Lord's Creation Theater. And the family here in Nebraska, a man shot all of these animals. It's like a display I've never seen. And we tell the story of the sixth day of creation. And when you step into our creation theater, it's like going to Africa. And you begin to see the animals that God made and how every one of those animals is different. I bet you'd like to see that, wouldn't you, son? I bet you'd like to see it, wouldn't you? Yeah, encourage mom and dad to bring you. 
I want to share it with you. We have the animals that God made on the sixth day, and it didn't take eight million years for these things to develop. God made all of his animals unique and different. And we talk about that, how God made these animals. On the sixth day, it says the morning and evening was one day. You know, we live in a world that forgets Genesis 1-1 that says in the beginning God created the heavens and earth. Now, if you don't believe that, you don't believe in God. I want to share with you, we made a mistake with our theater building. We didn't make it large enough. We even have to put people on the floor. But we'll extend that. But we live in a world today that's different. I spoke at a large convention in southern Iowa, and after I got through speaking, this guy came up. He said, you know, you had kind of an interesting presentation, but we don't need to be sending missionaries to Africa and China and, and to Riga, Latvia. He said, we don't need to be doing that. We got enough work to do right here in the United States. Oh, I said, right. This is the third largest mission field. But I said, son, it's way different here in the United States. I said, every one of these little towns and villages throughout the United States has one of these buildings that you see right like that. And I said, do you know what those buildings are filled with? He said, what? I said, missionaries, but they don't know it. We got plenty of missionaries here in the United States. All of you are missionaries. We just got to understand what we're called to do. And you know, we have to remember that the Lord, on the very last day he was here on earth, when he was ascending into heaven, do you know what his last words were? He said, go into all the world. That's a command. We can't say to the people of Africa and China and other countries throughout the world where they've never heard the name of Jesus, we can't say to them, you can just go to hell. Because that's what we're saying if we don't send missionaries. Now, I want to finish my report today talking about the newest family that has just been called to go to Riga, Latvia. Pastor mentioned that if God calls you to do a gift, every penny, we don't take anything out at Mission Central. We don't need any, anything at Mission Central. So every penny goes to this new family. And do you know, just this last Tuesday, Pastor Corey Rajek and his family came to my office, and we had a chance to interview them. They have a call to go to Riga, Latvia. That's Pastor Rajek and his wife, Jenny, and their two girls. I took that picture in my office. Do you see my boss in the background? That's who I work for. Now, I don't want to offend you. I don't work for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. I work direct, and so do you. It's all about Jesus and getting the word out. And this is where this family is going, Riga, Latvia. Do you know where Riga, Latvia is? I'm going to show you. You see there next to Lithuania, Estonia, they're called the Baltic countries. And right next to Russia, Poland to the south. For 70 years, they were under communist domination where it was illegal to have a Bible in your home. This is where Riga, Latvia is, and now they're begging for missionaries. They said, send us missionaries. And the greatest thing is Pastor Rajek will be teaching in a brand-new seminary. We've started there. Now, that's where communism encircled that whole area for 70 years. And this is what's happened to their churches, destroyed. And that's a church 
that they set up for recreational area, not for worshiping Jesus. The whole European area is changing. How many of you realize, how many of you this morning have German background? Raise your hand if you've got some German background. Whoa, my grandpa came from Germany too. Do you know what's going on in Germany? They now have 3,000 mosques and over 5 million Muslim people. And the German government announced recently that if this trend continues by the year 2050, Germany will be a Muslim state. This morning in Germany, 1.7% of the people are in church. 1.7. We're sending missionaries to Germany. Because the people there have lost sight of our Jesus. We've got all kinds of unusual thoughts. And that's why we've sent our first missionaries into Riga, Latvia. As Pastor John Bombaro, he was the first missionary we sent into Riga, Latvia. And he found that people are interested in hearing about Jesus. People are interested in hearing about Jesus, and that's why we have to send missionaries. That's a group of Muslim people in a church in Berlin. And that's Pastor Gottfried Martin there. He has over 1,500 former Muslim people. But the real miracle is the fact that we've just started the new seminary to train people. And we found a miracle happened. We found that Pakistan sent us 16 students that said, we'll start a church in Pakistan. That's a Muslim country, and they don't have one Lutheran church. And now 16 men have stepped up and said, if you will teach us, in your seminary, we will start churches. There's a congregation of people in Pakistan without a pastor. They want a pastor. We've got to train them. We've got to equip them. Here's a picture of some of those 16 people that said, we will go to Pakistan, our home country, and we will bring Jesus there. But we have to have somebody teach us. That's called equipping the saints. This is good news, folks. I want to share with you. From the book of Romans comes those wonderful words. But how can they call on him whom they've never believed? And how shall they believe in him who they've not heard? And how shall they hear without someone preaching to them? The young people are showing interest in Europe now about religion. Now, there's a picture of one of our missionaries, Pastor Bombaro, the first one we sent there, and he is teaching a group of young people, and the headquarters are there. I want you to pray for this new family, the Rejek family. That'd be the greatest thing you could do. Pray that God will bless them, that they can go, and he'll be teaching in that church. I want you to know what is the fastest-growing church in the world, I want to end my report with this, the Lutheran Church of Ethiopia. I talked briefly about it when I showed you this snake. This is where Ethiopia is in Africa, and the people are very poor, very poor people there, but they're so hungry for Jesus. I saw a 1,000 people worship under trees. Their villages, this is their Walmart. These are their homes. I stayed in a home like that. And I want you to know this is where the church is really growing. Now, I want you to know those little children there are not worried about where they're going on vacation this year. 
They're only worried about what they're going to have to eat tomorrow. And it's interesting, these little boys all know Jesus because we sent missionaries there. We have eight new schools in Kenya, East Africa. This is one of the schools here. And those little children come from some of the poorest of poor families, and for the very first time in their life, they're hearing about our Jesus. You know what that picture is there? All of those people right there are going to be baptized. They're in a baptism class. Think of baptizing that many people, Pastor. Wow. And they're joyful. Their worship is very joyful. And they worship under trees. They don't have buildings. And I want you to know that's where God's hand of blessing is bringing millions to know Jesus. And you know, these are poor people. They dress their very best. This is a Sunday picture I took in northern Kenya among the Polkot people. It made me cry when I took that picture because he had a thousand people stand up after his message and he said, how many of you will take Jesus home with you in your heart? If you will, raise your hand. I saw a thousand people raise their head. These are poor people. Now, I don't want you to be angry at me for saying this. And when you leave here, I hope you don't say, I didn't like what Gary said. But you know what, folks? I think we got too much. In James 2.5, it says, listen, my dear brothers, has God not chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom? I promised them. Poor people. You know, in this country, when the churches were the fullest, when they were bulging, time of the Great Depression when we didn't have anything, people were on their knees. It's an interesting time we're living in. And I want you to know that that lady right there never heard the name of Jesus till she was 85 years old. I bet you've known Jesus your whole life, Kathy, haven't you? Yeah. And you too, often. Me too. I don't know what it's like without Jesus. That lady didn't hear his name until she was 85 years old. Look at the wonderful thing that's happening. What's going on there? Baptism. That lady's going to be with us because we sent missionaries. But there's also persecution. Where there's persecution is when the church grows. That lady right there is a Christian lady. Militants came into her village and said, are you one of these Christians that believe in this Jesus? She said, Jesus is my Savior. He's the Son of God. They said, good, we'll mark you. And they cut her arms off. Cut her hands off. That's where the church is growing. I want to share with you, we're living in an unusual time. And it's really a time to wake up. And remember, every single person, if you come to Bible class, I'm going to beg you to come to Bible class, because I'm going to tell you a couple of stories about a young girl your age, and she was one of the greatest missionaries I ever met in my life. I want to share with you folks, it's a joy to be with you. Now, when I greet you at the end of the service, I'm not going to say goodbye to you. I'm going to say, I'll see you later. And don't you dare say to me, I hope so. That's not the right answer. We know for sure because of our Jesus. It's great to be here. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, be with us today. Draw us close to you. And help us to remember how simple it is. It's a childlike faith that saves. And so, Lord Jesus, bless each one of these dear friends that are here this morning. And as they leave here today... They know that the only thing really important in this life is telling others about Jesus, our Savior. 
and help us to remember each day we're all missionaries. Help us, Lord, to be good witnesses for you. And we ask this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen.